This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. Listening right now, you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get this all over again. This magic just for you on a weekend. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, if you give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, the best goddamn club you can be a member of because it's great. You got a thing in the mail every month, and it's a sticker. Go figure. Go to patreon.com slash says who. I don't want to talk about stickers. You don't have to. You need to talk about books. Books. You guys, Nine Liars. December 27th, and I'll be getting to it because all this stuff is getting real now about how to get it. So I'll be talking about that. But basically, if you're within the U.S. and you pre-order it anywhere, just keep your receipt for a little something, something. Just keep your receipt. And I'll be telling, I'll be giving away some uh, signed, really limited edition arcs on my Instagram which is at Maureen Johnson Books. I'm trying to get more people to follow me on Instagram because it's less of a shit show. Yeah. So if you could follow me on Instagram, that'd be great because I'll be giving away something like uh, 200 books. Yeah. For real. Like I, Dan, if you could just see the situation that's going on in this office. We'll get to it, books. Oh my God. If you would like to pre-order The Nine Liars on the internet... You can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop on the internet where you can pre-order or regular order or do whatever you else you want with books, really. Kickbezosintheballs.org. If you're on the internet buying stuff, why not mosey on over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise, including, can't talk, including this very spooky month of October. We have a whole lot of spooky says boo merchandise. So head on over there and grab some merch dot says who podcast dot com. All right, Maureen. So here's the deal. I am like so fucking busy today. So we're going to need to just get this done. Get it quick. We got to do okay, nothing Dan. fancy. Okay. Yeah, is it okay? Dan, I've got it all figured out for us. Do you? <laughs> Do you see over here, Dan? Do you see all these things? I see your planners. Okay, here's one planner. Uh-huh. I have this big one. Yeah, it's then, a big one. And then I have this one underneath, which is the same for the same time, but it's smaller, and they're both okay. active. And this one, so I have got stickers. I yeah. sticker there. It's a sticker pack. And then I have the sticker pack, too. They're different sticker packs. And then I'll put the stickers okay. in the book. And How does that help us get a podcast done? We're gonna get everything together. We're gonna figure it out. Okay. Use the stickers and the stickers in the book. I mean, and that, we got the tape. You got the washi tape. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it all out. And then you can't use this pen, Dan. This pen bleeds through. We found okay. that out this morning. Look, it bled through the page. It bled through. It bled through the page. Right Uh-oh. Here, so you can see. Oh uh, yeah, so, I can see that. So it's gonna. We're gonna figure it all out, Dan. I got you this. The stickers didn't work out. I'll give this sticker to you. I'll put it on the camera. I'll put this sticker okay. on the camera for you there. Let's put that on the camera. Everything's right. fine. Okay. Okay. Let's start. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just says who a podcast that's not a podcast. It's a planner. It's a coping strategy. I am dancing her. <laughs> Things Johnson. are going good. Morning, Johnson. Look, here's the thing: is that everything's fine. But Dan, we recorded some town watches this weekend, in which you complimented me on. She's you're like, hey, you've been traveling basically for two months, and you have all these books writ- to be written and do, and you're just holding up so well. Is what and you it- said to me. Then you hit that wall? No, what I hit was everything. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah? You know, you know where you hit that moment where you have to do everything? Mm-hmm. I do. I know it well because that yeah. is literally the day today that we are recording called Tuesday. Yeah. I am running from one thing to the very next. So, yes, I, I intimately know 
that time when you have to do everything. I did the laundry yesterday, Dan. Oh, that's nice. Do you know how many loads of laundry I did? Four. Ten. What the fuck? How do you have 10 loads of laundry or do you have the world's smallest washing machine? I did 10 loads of laundry yesterday, Dan. That is so much laundry. I started at 10 a.m. and I was done at 4.30 and realized- other people's laundry? Realized that I had usually three machines going at a time. I don't understand how you have that much laundry. Okay. What were you washing? Everything. So, But I mean, I'm going to need a little bit more definition on what everything means in this context. Because I, I am Every. a family of four. Right. And it would take effort to generate like a big, I do all our laundry, a mm-hmm. big weekend of laundry. Like even if we're doing sheets, maybe four loads. Right. So what are you doing with 10? So I had two weeks worth of sheets so duvet covers sheets everything okay a whole bunch of towels including kitchen towels hand towels everything yeah all the bath mats okay all, all the, the all the bath mats how many bath mats are we talking two about bath here? mats okay bathrobe okay all of oscar's clothes which uh-huh. had filled his basket and was brimming over like vesuvius okay all my clothes that I was traveling and using and working with. And so I guess it has to do maybe with the size of our washers as well, because they're they're laundry room washers. Yeah, yeah. So I was running three at a time because it took three to get through all of Oscars, three to get through all of the house stuff. Okay. And then two to get through mine. Okay. Then Oscar's, one of Oscar's loads broke. The machine just dried up, broke halfway through. Oh, that's fun. And flooded. And I had to break into the power box and unhook it. Oh, fun. And then jimmy the door open and get them out of this, like all this water. So I literally had to pull them out of this water and Uh. put them into a new machine and run them through there. And then, because at any given point, it's like a weird we have a really, really nice laundry room, Dan. I think you'd like it. It's okay. big. It's I airy. Like laundry room. It's got a very clean, big drying or a folding table in there. Oh, nice. We have. Does it have the little wheelie baskets? It has several wheeling bins. I love the wheelie baskets. I love the laundromat wheelie baskets so much. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got nine washing machines and six dryers. Wow. At any given time, one to two washing machines are out and at least one dryer. Fun. Now, yesterday, two dryers were out. One technically accepted money, but didn't spin and burned a bunch of my clothes the other day. Perfect. They were actually singed because they never turned. Fun. So every time I went down with this last load of laundry, all the other dryers were taken up so i had to keep coming up and going back downstairs looking for like trying to like time it on my watch yeah because i knew when the other so like i kept coming down two minutes too late and someone would take them mm. the dryer so it took me until four thirty to get that last dryer and run that last load yeah it does seem like you know when you gave the original count of the number of washer and dryers right. that seemed like a healthy number but i have seen the building that you live in it is a very big building i don't think that that is the proper amount of dryers for the number of people right. that are in that building. We we agree. We generally agree with that. Yeah, I would think so. Yes. Yeah, so we have nine washers and six dryers. <laughs> but technically, we really have like two dryers. Right. So. And then you got people like you doing 10 loads of laundry in one day. Yeah. It but you're a, very clean now. You must uh, feel quite accomplished from that. Then um, uh, my apartment is actually being cleaned today. I did a bunch of cleaning before, but I was like, "This we really need like the deepest cleaning time. Yeah. So someone came in this morning and like even cleaned in the inside of the fridge. So I almost, wow. started, I almost started crying. I was like, oh, oh. so um, you would think that that would reduce some of the chaos. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I wouldn't, honestly. I wouldn't I, think that would. 
it would just make things clean. It would be give you a cleaner chaos. Uh, it soothes. It really soothes me that things are clean. Sure. Because basically, when you live in a small apartment or a small house, everything sits on top of you. Yeah. Like, Dan, I'm going to show you. I know this always goes wrong, but I'm showing you. Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of books over there. She's She has rotated the camera around opposite oh, her, so I'm seeing trying. the other side of her office. First of all, I will comment, your office is so nice. It really is nice, isn't it? Yeah, that is a nice though. office. I could I, really get some work done if I had an office like that. I keep trying to show you the books, and I keep I angling them. it wrong. Like, do you I see, see the, all of those books. No, I'm not showing you the right books. Well, okay. There. Oh, is oh, it? Okay. Boy. Do you see behind the painting? Uh, yes. So you see those 200 books there plus all those boxes? Yeah, those are the books I've been looking at the whole time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta send all those books out there. But, so, <laughs> so I got this planner done. I'm talking to my friend Holly about this is a happy planner, vertical planner. I decided to try to use it. Okay. It's really stressing me out, Dan. It's really stressing me out. I watched four videos on how to use it. And it was just pure sticker chaos. They're like, <laughs> and then you put this channel, this, this column you can use for just your feelings and your flower stickers. And then dot to-do list randomly throughout the page. And I almost started to cry. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you putting to-do stickers all over the back? Here's the thing. What? I... I've been thinking about the planner situation since we were talking about it this weekend. Yeah. And I think that there is a level of planner culture where maybe those people aren't as busy as you or I. And so the planner becomes some of the job. Oh, like for sure. You have plenty of creative outlet. You don't yeah. need to now make your planning process a creative outlet. No, I really don't. So I was like, I should really just go back to this simplified planner I got at Target. It's like basically just, you know, dates and squares, right? Yeah. Well, I've got a solution then. Okay. Found it this morning. What is now, it? Hear me out. <laughs> just hear me out, all right? Uh-huh. It's a different happy planner. Okay. I buy a new one. All right. What's the difference? The new one. Different layout. Not with this terrible vertical three column, like a, a three rows per day thing. I want to try to describe the planner that you held up, which by my eyes looks to be about the size of like the trapper keeper you had when you were in grade school, complete with the very large ring binding. But that is a very big thing. So, yeah, the other the new one is smaller. Okay. Because so yeah, that smaller. is so big. Right. The problem is this terrible vertical layout. So okay. each day is a, is, a, is a column with three sections. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which I see you that. can use in all different ways. And it turns out that people use it for like AM, PM or whatever, or just different categories. Yeah. Or they mix it up into pure unmitigated chaos. <laughs> Perfect. Like, Nothing says... I'm doing good planning than really taking a system and turning it into chaos. I mean, truly, some of the ones I watched were absolute madness. <laughs> madness, Anne. I generally I mean, feel like if you have to be watching YouTube videos to orient yourself to a planner, uh -huh. there's a problem. Right. Now, the new one, Dan, <laughs> is the most simple one they sell. Okay. And each week it just has a page of like, here's what you have to do this week and a checklist. And then like yeah. a page of, you know, the ever, the days of the week, like Monday, you know, uh -huh. just like pretty normal, like weekly organizer. Yeah. Okay. So none of this nonsense columns, it's smaller. <laughs> now, isn't part of the point of this whole system that it's extremely modular? So couldn't you just strip out the things you don't like? Or this is like the base layer of this is just incorrect. Right. And so you need a, a whole new base layer. I ain't a whole new base. This one's just too big. Maybe I'll keep this for like content. There's all this stuff about content planning. Content planning. Oh, see, I put a low and slow sticker on one of these pages. <laughs> it's nice. Like, you know, Instagram stuff. I'm so, I have, 
they make you do all this stuff. And it's just so many little widgets, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Tour's coming up. Gonna hit the road. Are you? Oh, yeah. January, Dan. Who doesn't want to tour in January? Are you coming here? I don't know. Come here. I don't control. I can hook you up with good spots. I know. I only somewhat control these things. I have more control now than I used to, but just don't have that much. The best library yeah. should come to, and we could probably hook a bookstore up with that library very easily. Good bookstores. Oh, I know, we, I know we all that. Do it up. I know all that, Dan. But Dan, all right. You know what happens when you tour in January? Uh, you get snowed in. Correct. Things. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yes, you get snowed. It's not in. the time to tour. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's why I was like, send me to Texas. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Send me to Southern California. <laughs> True. Places that don't that don't snow. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm also going to places like Connecticut. Oh, that, that, you know what? Connecticut famously not snowy in January. I'm not complaining, Dan. I'm just, I got into it today. Like I went in, I went in all the way and looked at the, you know, the 15 emails that all talk about the same things that twist into yeah. like, you know, where you're like, have we discussed this in 20? It's, yeah. But see, when you have a planner, you can make sense of it all. But yeah. the key with the planner apparently is the sticker packs. They're all like sticker packs. Get a sticker pack. You need a sticker pack. Put your sticker pack. Use your stickers. The power's in the stickers. Everything about the stickers. Stickers, stickers, stickers. Everything in this about big fucking sticker. So I have it. So you'll be pleased to know that if I get the new planner, I'm also getting the sticker plaque that goes with it that is much more sensible. Okay. And this was like the sensible sticker pack. That came. Like I was like, give me your most basic one that has no inspirational phrases. Yeah. So these are just plain shapes. Just shapes. But they're but all. How is that helpful? Well, they're all crazy shapes. That's what I right. realized. Like, like I don't understand what a empty hexagon does for a person it when creates, making a plan. It creates order. But like, couldn't Makes you, you feel draw better. the hexagon? I mean, you could, Dan. But. It's the sickness, Dan. The like seven people that have hung on to Sezu for the last six <laughs> plus years are now like, when did this become a planner podcast? Also, what? Maureen, we should create our spinoff planner podcast. Yes, we figured that this weekend that we actually need to make a separate, not just planners, but just how people get shit done. Yeah, like their own personal methods for doing like. How you crush, and not in a neat way, but like we want to hear like the dumb, dirty stories of how you actually get your shit. Yeah, or not. Like people could be listening to this right now and say, "Whatever you do, do not do that," because <laughs> what I'm listening to now is the worst. I don't want to hear any more about Maureen's planners or her stickers. But I just want to say that it has actively freaked me out this morning. I believe it. I mean, I will say, Maureen. Okay. You are doing remarkably well. (laughs) She just spit taped. (laughs) Okay. But I've been waiting for you to hit the wall. I'm not hitting the wall. You're going hard. You've been going hard for so long. I'm not going hard. You are going hard. You have been... You're going hard. I had a I had a, an event at the Brooklyn Book Festival this weekend. It is miserable here, by the way. The weather is ridiculous. It's cold. It's rainy. The wind doesn't will knock you over. So they had to cancel all the outdoor events and move oh, everything fun. indoor. Perfect. And anybody that came out, there was there were less people because it was so terrible. Like the weather was yeah. nuts. But I had this event, and I was in the car on the way there, and we were just stopped in traffic, not doing any anything. And the driver in the car next door just rolled down his window, made a really angry face, and took a full bottle of something and threw it directly into our car, like really hard. Yes. For no reason that I could see. And it came into the vehicle or it smashed against the vehicle? It hit the window and bounced off. Yeah. I don't, it's, it didn't break. He hit it, he threw it really hard. He was real angry. Wow. I don't know why. He was angry at the other driver for some reason. But as far as I could turn, we would just stand. We're just sitting there completely still. And then he freaked out. 
And I was like, okay, 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 okay. I get it. Okay. We're all feeling it. That's just how things are, Dan, because this has been a real life comes at your fast week. Yeah. Oh, I'm in firm agreement there. I mean, we're going now because we're getting into the news, Dan, because um, it's everything and nothing. Yes. But mostly everything. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of, do you want your UK update? I would love a, a little UK update. The UK is setting up its planner and it's, it's, going, it's experiencing exactly what I'm experiencing. <laughs> they have all the wrong sticker packs. They've got the, the wrong layout. The thing is, when I have the wrong layout, I just get frustrated. And when they have the wrong planner layout, all their money breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what happened. The English, the UK economy, sorry, <laughs> in general, the ship is tilting in the wind. You can hear it creaking, Dan, <laughs> creaking. Now the whole government is an open revolt and fighting each other. They released and their crazy plan last week that tanked the pound and then what it tanked the pound without telling anyone the chancellor went on Twitter yesterday morning was like, my bad, I'm going to take this one part out. And then just like, didn't tell anybody, everyone freaked out. I mean, they are, they are not actively punching each other in the face yet, but. It's important to remember in re in hearing all of this being told because it got a bit overshadowed by the death of the queen. Yeah. But. England has had a new prime minister for about, what, three Two. weeks? Yep. Yeah. So this is her first three weeks. Yes, the queen died two days into her new prime minister. Ministership. Yeah. Two or three days in, but it was within like 48 to 72 hours. I'm still convinced they weekend at Bernie's to the queen just to get that prime minister like ring kiss. So they... The last thing she did was greet the new prime minister. Yeah. And then she died. Yeah. So basically she touched the new prime minister and died. <laughs> um, and then the UK went through the, I guess, 10 days of mourning where nothing could happen and everything was black and everybody was standing in line and it was all the coverage was of the queen and everybody had to wear black on the BBC. Like it was real grim. And then in swings the new uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer without with his new untrusted plan that he made up in his trapper keeper and was like, I got this idea that's like, I'm going to borrow a shit ton of money and cut all these, give the rich all these tax breaks. And then the pound immediately crashed through the floor. We were there that day. So everything was 50% off. <laughs> literally, literally everything was 50% off. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, well, dinner's real cheap. I would have bought my entire weight in British Kit Kats if that had happened. I wanted to get more stuff, but then I remembered I don't actually want stuff. Right. So I bought three books and a pair of sweatpants at Marks and Spencer's that I am wearing now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how to party. I really do. I did go to Dishoom though, and everything was real cheap. I, like all the like, whenever time we went out to eat, that normally would be crazy expensive. It was like the price in dollars was the price it was in pounds. So yeah. usually, if you were like a bunch of people went to dinner, it's a hundred pounds. It's like oh, it's one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty dollars for everybody to go out to dinner. No, it was a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so suddenly it was like everybody instead of being incredibly expensive London, it was like we had gone to Applebee's or something. <laughs> Like really fancy Applebee's. Love of really fancy bad Applebee's. Com- I'm making bad comparisons. It's just that London is really usually crazy expensive to eat and do anything. And it was suddenly like a lot cheaper. Yeah. Because all their money broke. Because but they they're... seem to have gotten it back on track now. Not really. Okay. I just mean like the value of the pound is no longer cratered. It's still cratered. It just didn't crater as much. It went down to a dollar three. Yeah, now, now it's a dollar like fifteen. Yeah, that's still pretty low. Yeah, that's true. So, the point is that their government is openly fighting each other. Imagine yeah. like all the Republicans just jumping and tearing each other's hair out. 
that's sort of what's happening right now. Do you think that Liz Truss will remain prime minister through the new year? No. Wow. At this point, no. I love that they're just a little chaos island. I mean, it started with Brexit. Yeah. And from that point on, they were a greased pig <laughs> on that really big slide. <laughs> it's uh, bad. It is sheer unmitigated madness. And one of the things I did today was try to book our tickets back to go back at Christmas. And they are a billion dollars. Yeah, airfare is a billion dollars again, for sure. I don't mean to get so into my own planning here, guys. It's just that I'm trying to make sense of my stuff and the world. And yeah. it all just feels like a bunch of bees. Yeah. And if I could just find the right contraption to put them in. Yeah. Well, England isn't the only place that has been uh, in the news, Maureen. No? The, no. The war in Ukraine mm. has continued to see Ukraine regain territory as the Russian army essentially collapses around them. Right. Even while that's been happening, uh, Putin ordered a referendum in some of the regions that Russia had at least a tenuous enough grasp on a few weeks ago. Uh, those referendums were held. They were to see whether or not Russia should annex. What a shocker. The answer was yes. Mm, that's a surprise. There was a lot of uh, social media and things like that of of people walking around uh, with machine guns, getting people to vote. That sort of thing is clearly very much a sham, uh, a sham election. And even as they annex or claim to annex parts of Ukraine. The very parts that they're annexing are falling to Ukrainian troops pretty much on a daily basis. Because they are, in fact, part of Ukraine. Yes, because they are, in fact, a part of Ukraine. So who of all people but Elon Musk, Maureen, decided to insert himself into the conflict yesterday, proposing some kind of absolutely unhinged peace proposal via where else? A Twitter poll tweeting out yesterday, Ukraine, Russia, peace, colon, redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that is the will of the people. Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783, parentheses, until Khrushchev's mistake. Water supplied to Crimea assured. Ukraine remains neutral. And then you could vote yes or no. I know that this can be said of many times throughout history, Dan, but we live in the dumbest time, don't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, things are really dumb. Yes. Things are really dumb. In the case of this Twitter poll, first of all, I'm not sure why Elon Musk is in this mix suddenly, other than, I guess, he has proven to be an expert in failed takeover attempts. And that's what this is, similar to his attempt to take over Twitter. But, like, what the fuck is well, this thing? Well, there's two things. Also, Russia, because they're being led by a madman who doesn't like losing, is just suggesting that maybe they could have a little bit of a nuclear strike as a treat. So they keep just slightly suggesting that yeah. they might use a nuclear device. Yeah. And he and that, also suggested that there's a lot of this tweet that feels essentially like Russian talking points, which has a mm, lot of interesting, sort of interesting, scratching their head mm. in curiosity, because I don't think that if you were to have asked Elon Musk, I don't know, a year ago, tell me about Crimea. He mm -hmm. would have much of a care or any historical relevance to Crimea. So it's all a little bit strange. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has meant that every Ukrainian politician on Twitter has spent the last 24 hours absolutely dunking on the man because it is fucking dumb. It is also fucking weird. And we absolutely live in the weirdest possible timeline that could exist right now. Closer to home, Maureen. Mm -hmm. Things in the race to control the U.S. Senate, which it's worth pointing out is going to be decided in just over a month. It is 
October 4th right now. Election day is November 8th. Oh, Dan. Oh, I didn't know that. I just um, I just noticed the 5,000 text messages on my phone. Yeah. Do, are you getting the ones where they send you a photo and then they send you text a little bit after, like a oh, photo of the candidate? Oh, yeah. I'm getting them all. I get a lot of texts from uh, Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin. Mm. Yeah, a definitely of- a lot from... I mean, sometimes I wonder when I get another text from him, what if Beto is only texting me? He is. Like, what if it's actually Beto and he's really only texting me? He's going one at a time. He waits for a response. He just, he's dogged until you write him back. And then hey, he moves Maureen. on to the next person. And then he just skateboards away sadly. <laughs> he goes, woo. And you just hear the ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk of him on his skateboard. Anyway, Maureen, yesterday, that race to control the U.S. Senate took a turn for something. I don't know if it's for the worse. I don't know if it's for the better. I don't really know what to make of it because the day started with revelations that Pennsylvania candidate Dr. Oz killed 300 dogs and ended with revelations that Georgia candidate Herschel Walker paid for a former girlfriend's abortion. And that led to his own son disavowing him. In real time. It was a day, Maureen. This was now obviously I already hated us a lot. Like I didn't need I didn't need more. I mean, this is cartoon villain level. Remarkably so. He is an actual doctor. Mm -hmm. And it turned out he was the quote principal investigator at Columbia University's Institute of Comparative Medicine between uh, 1989 and 2010. And he assumed, quote, full scientific, administrative, and fiscal responsibility for the conduct of a series of studies that he led. Yesterday, Jezebel, the news site, reviewed those studies and came to the conclusion that in 34 of his experiments, well, first of all, he conducted experiments on over 1,000 live animal subjects, including dogs, pigs, calves, rabbits, and small rodents. 34 of those experiments resulted in the deaths of at least 329 dogs. Two of his experiments killed 31 pigs. I have a really, really hard time with this. Yes. Uh, We're not getting to the gnarly level of detail. We are only only reading numbers. 38 experiments killed 661 rabbits and rodents. That's fucking nuts, Maureen. He is a fucking monster. Like, that is a level of monstrosity. Like, he seemed like a very bad candidate. There's certainly a lot in his past peddling shitty diet pills and things like that that have had, uh, you know, not uh, great repercussions in people's lives. But the level of, like, I've killed hundreds of dogs. Yeah. I've killed an entire litter of puppies just oh, to do it. Dan, 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 Dan. I can't. I can't do it. I can't with this one. This one's too much for me. Yeah. It's too it, much for your old pal Maureen. It was I'm, bad enough. I am very, I'm super sensitive to, th- that's why, I, the, of the many, many tarot reasons I don't use Facebook or look at it, it's because every time I go there to look at anything, it's yeah. like, oh, do you want to see a sad thing about dogs? I was like, nope. And then I never open it again. I hear you. I hear you. Well, note that this isn't just conjecture. The government got involved in the early 2000s. Columbia University was ordered by the USDA to pay a penalty for violations of the Animal Welfare Act. Like, this is a known thing. There was like a leaker at the time who was, or a whistleblower at the time, who was letting people know about that. That's how the day started, Maureen. And you would think that uh, a Senate candidate in a close race is revealed to be an absolute monster slaughtering dogs would have been enough. But instead, uh, that turned out to be the second worst story of the day because the Daily Beast later in the day published a story that Herschel Walker, football star turned Georgia Republican Senate candidate, who has been running in part on promising to vote for a complete national ban on abortion, turns out that he urged his 2009 girlfriend to get an abortion going so far as to reimburse her for it. 
The woman, who was not named in the Daily Beast uh, article, backed up her claims by showing the reporter a $575 receipt for the procedure, a $700 check from Walker, which she says also covered travel expenses, and then she also showed them a get well card he sent her afterwards. First of all, just just to make clear, no no shame on this woman for getting the procedure. None. And actually, the thing is, he did the right thing in terms of if you're going to get the care you need, let me contribute and give you a card. Those are actually the right things to do. Yeah. The card which they reproduced in the in the article. It's a shitty a card. Cup of tea on the front. Little little uh, script that says rest, relax. That's what it says on the front. Then you open in the inside and it says recover. And then it says praying you are feeling better with his signature right below. It's always these ones, though, isn't it, Dan? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that it was it was being hyped by uh, a, a reporter at the Beast is like the biggest thing they've ever done. And I have to say, to me, it was not that like it was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. You know, according to the Daily Beast, quote, the woman said Walker, who was not married at the time, told her it would be more convenient to terminate the pregnancy, saying it was, quote, not the right time for him to have a child. It was a feeling she shared, but what she didn't know was that Walker had an out of wedlock child with another woman earlier that same year. Oh, yes. Not long after the Daily Beast story broke, Walker's 21 year old son, Christian Walker, a conservative Christian TikTok influencer who also has a, quote, anti-woke podcast called Uncancelable. So this is the kind of dude we're talking about. He sent out a series of tweets. First one read, Every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all knew some of his past, every single one. He decided to give us the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying about it. I'm done. He continued, I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father, Herschel Walker, stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You're not a, quote, family man when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us, and had to move over six times in six months running from your violence. Yeah, that was a bit of a revelation there. Oh, my God. I hadn't seen that. Yes. And he concluded, I don't care about someone who has a bad past and takes accountability, but how dare you lie and act as though you're some moral Christian upright man. You've lived a life of destroying other people's lives. How dare you? <laughs> he, uh, his son has now also released a series of videos because he is being, uh, he is being uh, hung out to dry by various people on the right saying that, you know, he's now going to cause his father the uh, election. Not, I don't know, his father being fucking terrible. That might be it too. Uh, It's not the first controversy for Walker. Been revealed that he's the parent of three unacknowledged children, uh, at least the ones he didn't pay to abort. He's lied about being an FBI agent. Definitely one of the weirder ones. Yeah. He, he claimed to be in law enforcement and also an a- FBI agent. He was none of those things. That's like a move of a certain kind of skeevy guy. Oh, They're yeah. They're always like, I'm a secret agent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also had been previously reported by Christian Walker's mother that, uh, that Herschel had repeatedly held a gun to her head, threatened to kill her. Uh, he said at one point, long before he ran for office, that he doesn't remember any of that. Because he oh. suffers from a disassociative identity disorder, oh. having developed a dozen alter egos what? to combat what he says was intense bullying he suffered as a child. Yeah. There's a lot more, but honestly, Warren, I got so bummed out while I was writing it. Down. Yeah, we're going to have to put a big old content warning on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fucking wild. I mean, there was definitely when the the Republican primary in Georgia was going on, there was a contingent of people that were like, this guy is not a good can-. like he is not a good candidate. He has so much shit in his past and he should not run. And uh, but Donald Trump was like, I love that guy. He's a good football player and on TV and loves me. So everyone should vote for him. And so they voted for him. 
I'm laughing because I'm not laughing because Dan, I mean, Dan, not for nothing last night. I was just trying to get through my stuff. So I was doing 5,000 loads of laundry and running up and down, trying to just get stuff done. And at one point I just glanced up at Twitter and they said, everybody in Tokyo and I forget this other region of Japan, get down. Uh, North Korea just fired a missile at us. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, it's okay. It went over Japan and landed in the sea. Yeah. Just real casual. like. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that's happening now, Dan. It's the casual missile stage yeah. of the... And the casual missile to the level of like, oh, I had forgotten that happened. Because I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, I had completely, completely forgotten that that had happened. Dan, I was actually trying to block out the fact that the election wasn't a month. Yeah. Now, why is that, Dan? Because... Aside from the texts and stuff, I thought I would be more interested and invested. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm going to vote. Sure. But I find myself drifting. Yeah. Why? You know why. <laughs> I know why. But I want you to say it. Uh, is it that we have been living our lives in like, uh, chaos, panic, fight or flight mode for, uh, a long ass time now? A lot of unfulfilled promises, half-assed yeah. attempts, chaos. Yeah. I mean, we have been in just the real shit for what, seven years? And that voting, there's a lot of shit voting does not fix. No, it helps. It helps. Not voting isn't isn't very helpful, but it is not the end all be all by any right. means. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, even just shit like Georgia and Pennsylvania, where you have just two remarkably terrible candidates that seem to be getting worse every single day. Those races are still very close. I am going to be in Philadelphia <laughs> starting next week for about a week to help take care of my father. Yeah. So I am going to be up to my ass. Yeah, you sure are. In Oz stuff. And that guy, Master Master Munster Munch. Yeah. The gubernatorial candidate. Yeah. The really guy. I mean, the guy that makes Oz look like a dream. That guy. Yeah. He was in the Capitol on September 11th. Yeah. (laughs) What is the current? I'm looking this up now. The current status of the next hearing? No, the polls in Pennsylvania for governor. Are you looking that up? Yeah, I am. Oh, there's a 10-point gap. Shapiro, the Democrat, is up by 51 to 48, or to 40.8. And what about Oz? Oh, so Oz is uh, much closer than you would like it to be. Yeah, I don't uh, want Fetterman, that. Fetterman, the, the Democrat, is up by about six. Uh, okay. But... but he has been trending down a little bit and Oz, while not necessarily kind of trending up at the same level is not also trending down. So he's up six. He used to be up more than six. Right. So, uh, and then in fucking Georgia, it's a two point race. The Democrats up, but it's, it's as close as it gets. I should definitely then be doing something in Philly while I'm there. Like you would think yeah. like knock on doors or something, but I am afraid of our neighbors. Sure. I mean, our neighbors are nuts. (laughs) Our neighbors have a, like the ones that have the Trump one, get over it sign. Yeah, I wouldn't go door knock those people. The really, really nice people that we like who are not vaccinated. So we don't know, we don't go near their door. So we leave them stuff. Like we just kind of go, hey, you know, they're they're really nice. We're like, hey, we left you cheesecake. And then we just kind of run away. Yeah, one month and four days till election day. I still think about the crudite thing with the asparagus and the salsa, and it still makes me queasy. It's still the grossest. It's so gross. It it is remarkable how bad of a candidate he is. It really is. And he's not getting better. And now it turns out he is a 
he is a real, actual human monster slaughtering animals. But, I, you know, uh, this but, the, and yet it's a coin flip whether he'll win. I didn't realize, I'm like, yeah, as of next week, I'll be in it. I'll be down you there. You will be way in it. I'll be way in it. Because you also live in a, in a very much a swing district. Oh, it's going to be a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. That phone yeah, is going to ring every six seconds. Perfect. I'm probably just going to pull the plug yeah. on the phone, to be honest. Do it. That landline, that's getting yanked out. <laughs> well, that should be good. You know what'll help? A what? good planner. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, that's a good point. While I'm down there, the craft store is down there. There you go. You can hit that Michaels. That's where I got this one. You can They'll really probably, live it. They'll, that's, remember when I freaked out last time? Part of the reason I have to commit to the happy planner is because I bought that goddamn hole punch that the wasn't on punch, sale. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Right. Sorry. Are you okay? I just sat down. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. Sat down on my stool. So I, 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 I work standing up. I have a little stool that um, has, um, as the seat, it is like the uh, top eighth of a yoga ball. Right. right. So you kind of get a little bouncy yoga ball seat. But it's not a whole ball. It's just part of it. And um, it's been great. And then last week, just to make me feel good, I was sitting on it. And I suddenly heard, <laughs> and the yoga ball top popped. And I was like, well, fuck. First of all, now I feel terrible about myself. Secondly, now I have a thing. And I just pulled the seat up to sit down. And then I remembered once again, oh, the, there's no fucking seat. So I looked it up. And the place that I had ordered it from, it says three-year warranty, right? So I'm like, well, that's cool. I got it like... This was a early pandemic purchase, so it has not been three years yet. So I wrote them. They wrote right back. They were like, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. Can you send us a photograph? So I sent them a photograph. They were like, no problem. We're going to get this out to you right away. Uh, last week I was in L.A. Jana sent me a photograph of a box, and it is, it is an entirely new seat box. Oh, that's right? nice. Like they didn't just send the top. They buy the box. They okay. did the whole thing. And so yesterday, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to get the seat, open up the box. It is literally every part of the chair but the seat, Maureen. <laughs> the only thing not in this box is that the one thing that broke. I don't know how that happened. Well, what happened was they're like, okay, okay, Jimmy, we got an email from this guy. His poofy part of the seat broke. Now all you have to do is send him the poofy part. Okay, boss, they got it. Only send them the poofy part, not the other parts of the chair. That's right, Jimmy. One box has all the other parts of the chair and one part just has the poofy part. Just send the poofy part. Got it, boss. You can go to lunch. You can trust me, Jimmy. I got this. Oh, man. The boss is going to lunch now, which is that box with all the parts or the poofy part? No. I wish I had some kind of organizational device to keep this kind of stuff in. <laughs> nah, like a pack of stickers. Or disc-bound planner system that you can you know, put anything you want in. Like, you can make any kind of page, and you can punch it, and you can put it in your planner. And then you'd know, Jimmy, you'd know which box to send. Oh, God, which box do I send? It's got to be the big box. Why would you send the small box to a guy? I'm going to send him the big box. The boss will be so yeah. proud of me. I'm going to throw this other part away. If he'd only had a planner. If he had a planner, it would have worked. So, yeah. So then I wrote them and I'm like, you own, you sent me everything but the seat. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how we did that. We'll get a new one out to you. But I have not gotten any sort of shipping notice or anything like that. Okay, Jimmy. Now, remember. only I'm going to eventually have an entire basement full of every <laughs> other part of this chair but the seat. Yes. Meanwhile, I can't ever sit. That's the 2022 story. Yeah. It's true. Dan, the election's in four weeks. Remember when we really... And four we, days. We started this because we thought about elections all the time. Yeah. I gave a talk to a college class today, and uh, they were asking about the various things I do, and they mentioned says who, and I was like, yeah, it was supposed to be eight episodes. Today, we're recording our 258th. Right. Yeah. 
Well, Dan, it seems like Trump is going to be suing CNN for telling terrible lies about him. Yeah. Yeah, that was the extra fun part of last night. And I have to wonder, not being a lawyer. Yeah. Isn't there something called discovery? Yes. So couldn't they then request a whole bunch of shit from them? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea to poke that bear? I mean, so he is suing CNN for defamation. Mm Mm-hmm. He is asking for just shy of half a billion dollars. Right. Which is hilarious. And um, cites things like by referring to the election, the claims that the election was stolen as the big lie. They are actually equating Donald Trump with Adolf Hitler, who in Mein Kampf said that you know, the bigger the lie, the more people believe it or whatever he said. Like, Mm -hmm. it it is everyone that I have read that has a legal, you know, background is like, this is the most frivolous of all lawsuits. It's also very funny because it is signed by two lawyers, one of whom is, uh, last name is Trusty, which is never not funny to me. Right. But uh, Trusty is also one of the lawyers that is defending, um, Trump with the Mar-a-Lago raid and who just yesterday, same day, uh, filed a brief saying that they need more time to review all of the documents because there are so many documents and all they can do is spend their time reviewing these documents and then turns around and files the most frivolous of lawsuits possible. Uh, so seems like he has time. Yeah. How, how, how is he doing this? I mean, if you if we could jump back into a time machine. Okay. And, you know, on January 22nd, 2022, it said, how is Donald Trump going to spend his time? Mm-hmm. And if someone were to say he is going to spend most of his time both defending himself in lawsuits and filing a never ending supply of frivolous lawsuits, it would be like, yeah, that checks. Yeah, out. that that does actually that tracks. You know, like every one of his grievances either has manifested in a lawsuit or will manifest in a lawsuit. And most of those lawsuits are thrown out almost immediately. You know, this one, uh, they filed it. So they feel like they've got a f- friends in the Southern District of Florida. Mm-hmm. So they keep filing all their shit in the Southern District of Florida because he's appointed most of the justices in that uh, in that district. This was assigned to a Trump, uh, Trump justice. Um he does not bat a thousand with the justices that he's appointed. As no. The, the, you know, so there's no guarantee uh, unless it's Cannon who who was overseeing the uh, Mar-a-Lago stuff. But uh, also otherwise, not for nothing, much of Florida kind of underwater. underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody in Florida. For real. I mean, Dan, listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it feel like. Everything's just rumbling underfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like fall's just warming up. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, and don't forget that, you know, uh, traditionally the last few years, the fall has been the start of a rather rapid ascent of COVID waving. Mm. So, which has already begun in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 UK usually about a month ahead of where we are. So... Not only do we have all of this, but we should be we should be on the old COVID up and ups by election day as well. Which is why we want to know if you want to hear a second podcast from us that's all about planners or just organizational techniques, just interviewing someone once a week, just being like, let's talk about how you get your shit done in a real casual way. I like this idea. Well, let's just see if the people want it. I think. All right. I like it. You guys, please follow me at Instagram at Maureen Johnson Books. I got to get rid of these books. I just looked across the room at them and they're really stressing me out. It's all <laughs> stressing me out. Ten loads of laundry. Well, if you had a planner, Maureen, maybe you'd be less stressed. That's what I'm talking about. So I will tell you from our discussion uh, about planners, which actually is going to be on the town watch that comes out this Sunday now that I think about it. 
you mentioned how, you know, part of it is you kind of turn your week into, you know, it's sort of a nice little thing to look at, a little, you know, one-off right. thing. And this week for me is especially stressful. And typically my planning is, my planner method is, you know, single page is a single day. But I was like, maybe it would ha- be helpful if I actually did sketch out the whole week. And so I made little boxes and put little things in. Yep. And you know what? It wasn't helpful. Was it really stressful? No. I mean, it's just like I already have that in my G-Cal, you know, and um, and I know what's going on during the week. So it's like I just felt like I was kind of replicating existing systems. I got too many systems going on now. You have a lot of systems. I got a lot of stuff. You do have a lot of stuff going on. I don't on. need all these systems, Dan. I'm overcomplicating it. I think that you are. We're all overcomplicating things. We just have to do the best we can with what we've got now. And I think next week, Dan, let's not talk about anything bad. Let's just talk about soup. All like, soup? Yeah. Let's the make super a soup episode? Yeah, just like eating soup, soups we like, soups we've seen, soup on the it. street. I love just, it. Just soup or something. Soup. Because there's Super. just a lot of terrible things going on or not even like there's just too much stuff. And if we try to do all the stuff and put it all in the planner and make it all a thing, I think you've really hit on something, Dan. I think the people that do those planner things, they are very, some of them, Dan, are so intricate. Yeah. And so like. I think when your planner becomes your full-time job <laughs> is maybe the wrong way around it. I, there was a point this morning when I was angrily ripping washi tape off of it going, am I making good choices? <laughs> well, you listening have certainly made a good choice because you have wild another hour away from us. Are we? Are the, the wheels? The thing is, the wheels have not come off our bus. We are holding these wheels on with our hands. I mean, the wheels came off so long ago. So what are we riding on? We are just... Like we are just skiing down the hill mm-hmm. with so no wheels. Sparks flying off. Just sparks flying off. We're grinding away the bottom of the bus. At this point, there's like holes in the actual bus. We have to keep stepping over it as we go. But we're because, all on uh, this bus together. Pretty soon the floor is going to be entirely gone. and We're going to be clinging to the walls as mm. we continue to careen down the hill. What's at the bottom of the hill? Who knows? Probably <laughs> just a cliff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> says who is made possible by you there was a for lot, your support a lot of times this week that my head came into contact with the mic <laughs> of our patreon at patreon.com slash says who it has this our patreon where you get all this all over again it has this fuzzy cover it's very soothing every sunday you give it the five or ten dollar a month level that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo is designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email at hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord, whatever you do, spread that word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, October 12th for our very next episode. Shout That'll out to be our less than a month before election day. Shout out to our sponsor. Hello fresh They're not with these new, very extra flexible meal kits. This week's kit just includes <sighs> a butternut squash, a chisel and a note that says good luck. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. I will say I made a really nice, I got those little honey nut squashes, those little tiny sweet ones. Oh, I thought you were going to say honey nut Cheerios. No. You know the little honey nut squashes? Yeah. They're like sweeter than the butternut and they're little. And I chopped that shit in half and I roasted it. Oh, yeah. And I took pandan. I cooked up some impossible sausage. Mm -hmm. I threw in some cranberries. Ooh. Apples. Like a fall feast. Diced apples. Yeah. And a, which cooked all in with the sausage sure. and threw in a little pulverized, um, was it pecans, I think? That sounds delicious. Got some bunch of stuff at Trader Joe's. So I made this nice little mix. 
Yeah. Put that in there, roasted that shit all together, made a big pan of like garlicky that's spinach. Living. Yeah, it was a good little dish. That is a that's, good dish. You see, that's the kind of thing you get in Maureen's box. I like it. Maureen's box is like, that's what you get. I could plan a cookbook in my planner. They have all kinds of inserts you can put in for recipes. All right. I looked at the inserts. It just seems like if your recipes are in your planner, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I don't like that. Dan, the trouble is I keep trying to solve this problem by buying more of the same stuff. Yeah. And then despairing about the pile of stuff on my desk because I don't want to own anything. (laughs) Well. I feel like I'm not making good choices in this respect. I mean, but it's also fine. Is it? You're executing at such an incredibly high level right now. It's fine. If you've got to have sort of like a pile of chaos planners off to one side. Yes. You are traveling. You are producing books. You are promoting books. You are doing the work. So if you need to have sort of like a weird like series of guilt planners, that's fine. A series of guilt planners. Yeah. Like you just feel bad, so you buy a new planner, and then you feel bad and you buy a new planner. But that's just sort of like allowing the rest of your brain to do stuff. Dad, I haven't even gotten to the Kanban board that's sitting there empty. (laughs) Okay, I got the Kanban board. I've got the large-scale wall calendar. I've got my calendar on my computer. I'm sitting here. I think you have too many systems. Two planners. And you know what I've been mostly using is this single post-it note with a list on it. Well, what am I doing? On that note, what the hell am I doing? This has been Says Who. And somehow this all functions. Like somehow I do this and it all runs. Yeah. In spite of all of this, it all runs. <laughs> that's Dan. That's the. Oh, God damn it. You might even have a point with that.